Rob, what would happen to our audience that after talking about Avengers Endgame for three weeks in a row, that we completely skipped out talking on the film, and we decided to talk about Kangaroo Jack instead? (laughs) Would we still go see Endgame together? The audience doesn't have to know that. Okay, okay, fair, fair enough. I think a few of our fans would be upset, but maybe after a year, a little over a year of Cinemodities, they uh, they would know to expect something like that, um, especially if they've been to the restaurant, you know, where they order one thing and get another. <laughs> or they order something and it's, uh, the, what, very misleading or a convoluted definition of said item? Yes, yes, exactly. No, we have to see it through. I can't believe I'm the one saying this now. <laughs> We've been planning this for so long, we have to, we have to see it through. I guess the good thing is we will have a palate cleanser, right? Yes, next week there will be a palate cleanser that's uh, uh, topical. Yeah. Seasonal. So so uh, let's just say that for now, and how about we, uh, we jump into it then? Late Night Movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddies where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, normal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic Swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And as you probably know, this month on Cinemodities, we are in our Avengers Endgame Experiment series. And this is the third week of said series in which we're actually going to describe what the Avengers Endgame experiment is. At the start of this month, you got history of Zach and I's movie-going experiences. Last week, you got some of our our thoughts on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, also about Infinity War, as well as really the, uh, the inciting event of why we wanted to do the Avengers Endgame experiment. And so here we are. We have finally made it. I think what we've already discussed is that Zach was uh, in a very unique situation, I would say, when he saw Avengers Infinity War, so much so that uh, he wants to share the pain, probably, and he has invited me along on it. And so as we've already said, I think last week, uh, we will be back together again in New York seeing Avengers Endgame on opening night. To quote yep. an early thing we'd say early episodes of Cinemodities, I think it was, your suffering will be legendary. Yes, that's what it is. That's what I'm trying to remember. Yes, our suffering will indeed be legendary. So we figured in this, this lead-up uh, that we would, of course, describe what our experiment is going to be and maybe some of the things we're hoping to, to gain from it. So I, when this was originally pitched for me, you know, it was just kind of about seeing Endgame. And, you know, and documenting this experience as seeing if we were able to, you know, be in that such a rowdy situation, that mob mentality, as we described it. Um, that's how I understood this when we first kind of, you know, decided to do it. And then Zach has, has, you know, slowly revealed to me that this is going to be a day long endeavor in which we're in the mall for many hours. <laughs> so, so, Zach, I figured we'd want to start there. What's our itinerary for this experiment? <laughs> well, folks, Rob knows this, but I'm going to lay it out for you. Um, or at least I guess I should say Rob knows I'm a crazy person when it goes to uh, seeing movies with me. And I don't wish that upon any of you listening to ever go see a movie with me opening night because it will be an arduous process. <laughs> um, I have a rule, and I think I've hinted at it numerous times already, that if I'm going to see something opening night, I have to be the first person online because I need to get my seat. In this, if you've listened to the previous episode, in the 350-seat auditorium, there's one seat that's mine. And if I don't get that seat, I it basically at that point I just kind of throw my hands up into the air and I'm like I'm not gonna, much like the Goosebumps episode where, where I told Rob, fine we'll do it, but I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> That's essentially my my opinion. This if I don't get into either one of the two of these theaters with my seat, there's really no point. I'm like, what? Why? Why, mm. why are we even here then? So in order to make sure that you get online first, you have to make sure you're one of the first people. You're actually the first person to queue up. The problem, though, is that this movie theater is extremely incompetent. 
where there is an infamous story about when I tried doing this for The Last Jedi, I basically got told a different time I could wait online every single time I spoke to someone of authority at this movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it's the same movie theater that Rob and I have most of our history of going to see movies with. And it's basically the movie theater I've been going to now for the last god. Oh my god, decade plus. Sure. So the last Jedi story, to keep it as brief as possible, um, if you've listened to the Star Wars podcast, none of this should be surprising to you. I waited online for The Force Awakens seven hours. The day before the movie came out, I, I went to I went to the movie theater and I said, hey, I'm one of these crazy Star Wars people. I want to be the first person online to see the first new Star Wars movie in a decade. Um, how early can I wait online? And I, I told them, like, I'm not I'm not going to like get like a camping tent and like camp outside. I mean, like I just want to show up the day of. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, just like as soon as we open i'm like what time do you open they're like oh around like 11 30 and i said great so if i get here by like noon you wouldn't have a problem no so i get there told them the the managers well it should be noted this assistant uh, this movie theater has more assistant managers than it does employees <laughs> um everybody gets a blazer i guess that's the the unofficial motto sure and so i got there like at noon they said as long as you're quiet you can stay here basically you're the first person online and i said cool Worked out, in all honesty, couldn't have worked out any better if I wanted to. Rogue One came out, a little bit different circumstance, but really nothing uneventful. I think I was second online, but I knew the people that were first online from the previous year of The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. So it worked out nicely. So it was like, and, and they knew my shtick by that time, so they were like, do whatever you want. They, they were cool. And so Last Jedi comes out. Okay. So I get to the movie theater the day before, go through, and I say, same thing happened. I get told you can wait online as early as you'd like. I really don't want to wait online with the Force Awakens. People really didn't start showing up until around like three o'clock. So I figured I don't want to sit there for three hours. I'll go see a movie first. So I first went to go see um, Lady Bird, the uh, Sorzon Ronin. I don't know. I can't pronounce her name. Sorzon Ronin. Okay. Whatever. I saw that movie because I, 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 there was nothing else playing timing wise. So I got out of that by around two o'clock. And I went to the, um, they have a little customer service manager's desk. And I said, hi. I said, I was told I could wait online for uh, The Last Jedi. Can I start waiting online, please? What time's your showing? 7.30. Oh, you can't wait online until at least an hour and a half before. And I go, but I was told I could wait online as early as I wanted to. Nope, that's not the rules. Okay, so I, I go to Target, buy a Star Wars book, come back, and by this time I re- I see a, a husband. I don't know, it was a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife, and she has like a Yoda backpack, and he has a Chewbacca sweatshirt on. So clearly, these people are waiting online, but they're in a little coffee table area. So I mm-hmm. I, I sit there and I figure, you know what, I'm just gonna sit here and just wait. And clearly, uh, they're gonna change the, they're gonna change their minds on the rules. So I'm just gonna sit here and wait and let let them yell at me. I'm not I'm minding my own business. I'm reading a book. I'm quiet, and uh, while I'm there. Nobody in the movie theater, basically dead. He was sworn it was a morgue if, he, if it went for the smell of popcorn. <laughs> and as I'm sitting there, a guy shows up, and he, this is right when Movie Pass really started to take off. And the guy goes, um, "Hi, I signed up for Movie Pass, and um, the card's not working. Do you have any idea you can help me?" That's not our problem. Contact Movie Pass. Oh God! I'm, I'm watching all this, and I'm like, I feel bad for the guy. He's like, "Well, I don't know. They're kind of not." And at this point, Movie Pass, God, <laughs> their their customer service was never stellar, but they were still kind of getting adjusted to the the influx of people that were signing up. Mm-hmm. And so this guy sat next to me and for an hour. I helped him figure out his Movie Pass. Jeez! When the manager told him, "Sorry, that's not my job." Again, you're a mo- you're a assistant manager in a movie theater, and all this guy. And while I was helping this guy, I was watching this assist- this assistant manager. You know what he did for an hour? He, re- he well, no, well, practically nothing. He <laughs> rearranged the uh, the queue line for the concession stand. He oh, rearranged boy. it. He rearranged it again. Instead of helping a a patron of the theater figure this out, the guy came to me and I helped him for an hour. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, um, while this has happened, the husband and wife are doing their own thing. I'm sitting there talking to this guy, and um, I think the guy eventually left. He went to go see a movie. He finally figured it out. We, I helped mm-hmm. him. He figured it out. And um, uh, an usher, not an usher, but a, a normal employee comes up. And he comes up to me and the husband and wife, and he goes, oh, are you waiting online for Star Wars? Yeah. And he goes, well, what times? And I said, I, I'm going to 7.30. They're going to 7. At this point, I was talking to them. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, okay. So around, uh, 5.30, you, uh, around 5.30, you can queue up, referring to me. And at 5 o'clock, you people can start queuing up. Okay. Whatever. Seems fine. At this point, keep in mind, I've been told three different times now I could wait online for this movie, and it changes depending on who you talk to. Yeah. So, um, okay, a couple more people show up. There's there's one guy who, uh, funny, two other people, the same people from the Rogue One and The Force Awakens showed up. 
And then <laughs> another guy who I met during the Rogue One one. So around, I don't know, 4.30, they say, uh, 7 o'clock, you can start waiting online now. Okay, so the husband and wife duo and the people I've known for the last two years go down the, the ramp. And okay, so the guy, another guy's still there, and I'm talking to him. And we're talking for about another 15 minutes, around 4.45. Um, uh, 7.30? Oh, yes, that's us. All right, you can still wait online. And they put us all in the same corral together. No separation, oh. no, no separation, no partition, literally have us in the same thing. So keep in mind, I was originally told I could wait online as early as I want. Mm-hmm. I was then told 6, uh, six o'clock. Then I was told uh, 5.30, and then it changed to 4.45. So I don't know what the hell to believe anymore. Yeah. So uh, we're all sitting there, and eventually they kind of – I forget. what I think eventually what they did was they, they couldn't figure it out. And so eventually what happened was who's okay. Eventually, like whatever time they started letting people into the theater, it was a uh, seven, uh, I don't know, six o'clock, uh, seven o'clock showing. Yeah. Follow me. And that's what it was. So basically you had to, they pulled people out of the line mm-hmm. and not just pulled. They actually just, I guess they filtered people out of the line. They led them into the theater. Yeah. And so eventually we were queued up all the way to the very end. Okay. But the whole thing is that if I wanted to be first online, what the hell do I believe? I was I was given basically four different times I could wait online. Yeah. So if you're gonna be and this is part of the Avengers Endgame thing, you don't know which get you don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But whatever. Yes, there's a level of uncertainty to it. <laughs> yeah. And plus there's a bunch of other things too. The fact that like I, I saw the, the there's a story about an older brother and little brother dressed as Star Wars characters and the main manager's royal SOB. As part of the movie voucher story, but for uh, the trying to keep for brevity's sake, we won't get into the movie voucher story right now. Um, that's a story for another day. And um, but no, so that's part of the concerns about being the first person online. That's arbitrary. They make up rules. Everybody, everybody's their own boss in this place, mm-hmm. um, except for the main boss, who's a royal son of a gun. So that's the that's the first thing. Robin Light had to be the first person online, but in order to make sure you're that, because I imagine like part of the rules of this, I want Rob. The Wednesday before, which is what the twenty fifth, twenty fifth. I think so. Rob's job. I'll give. I have the phone number to the movie theater. They never yes. pick it up, by the way. The phone. I, I've been there in the lobby, and the phone just rings. Nobody picks it up. So it's a very real possibility. <laughs> I will sign Rob this task, and he'll never get an answer. But I will be there at least the day before, hopefully. And one of us is going to get an answer. Chances are, if we do get answers, there'll be two separate ones. But we're going to find out how early we can wait online. Yes, yes. Um, and I know what's going to happen. It's going to be the same thing that happened. We'll be told as early as you want to shut us up and to get us off the phone. And then when it comes to day of, we'll be told 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or however an hour, hour and a half is. So that's the first thing. But in order to, Because obviously Rob and I don't want to spend three hours standing in the lobby of a movie theater twiddling our thumbs. Never mind the manager will probably sit there, have us a strip search and a, <laughs> a cavity searched. Yeah. So Rob and I will be forced to see a movie beforehand. Not forced, but something to keep us occupied. Mm-hmm. Because the part of the thing is, too, is that once the high schools and middle schools let out, which is around 20 after 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, everybody comes racing over to the theater. Yeah. Like, you, like the amount of people that will appear from 2.20 to 2.30 will be astounding. And considering, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to argue the popularity of this film, it's going to be best that we're one of the first person, people online. Yes, so the issue yep. then becomes what movie would allow – and we, don't, we, won't, we won't know this until the day before, Wednesday, because that's when the show times come out. Yeah. We have to pick a movie that's around – that begins around 12 o'clock and is around two hours long. We ideally want to be able to see Hellboy, the new Hellboy, yeah. Yeah. so we can say that we, we, we have the bookends of our first movie-going experience as Heckboy, and we can then – have it again be heck boy yeah but, uh, that'd, be, that'd be cool yeah it'd be cool but there's no guarantee that will happen and knowing sure. the luck of the situation it probably won't allow it probably the first showing for heck boy will probably be 130 and it won't let out until like 345 okay gotcha so, so the first rule is rob and i have to be out of the movie theater no later than probably around 233 okay that's rule number one in order to get the good seats Mm-hmm. Rule number two is I guess not rule two but I guess option number two is we have to figure out What snack do we bring into this movie Yes yes And I don't, know, I don't know if that's even something we have Fully fleshed out yet right No we're going to flesh it out in real time for you folks Yes <laughs> So that being said Rob Because um, it's really For the Avengers Endgame experiment I, I guess we'll, we rate, we'll move on to the third thing We'll, we'll circle around back to snack but okay. technically, the whole point of the Avengers Endgame experiment is to try to document if what happened to me during the Infinity War incident will happen again. Yes, that, that loud, rambunctious, 
mob mentality crowd. That's that's what we want to see. We want to know if this is a, if it's a real pattern, if it's not just kind of a fluke. Because as we talked about in our previous episode this month, you know, it happened for Infinity War. Same theater. It happened at the end of Captain Marvel, and so you know, well, if it if it's really you know something's in the air or something, we're gonna find out. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I really want that reaction. If I don't get to see or hear a lot of this movie, fine. There's part of me that does want to just kind of be enveloped by just the sheer amount of energy in such a confined space. Absolutely, there's a, there's something to that experience, which, you know, in a movie theater, like I've discussed, I, I never would imagine I'd encounter. So I, I, you know, fingers crossed. We want this to happen. At least I do. <laughs> I, I, I had the dual-edged sword. It's like, for the sake of of the podcast and, and dragging Rob to this from halfway across the country. I want it to happen. But at the same time, there's a weird sort of like death knell of like, Oh God, the movie theater experience is, is, is dying. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh God, I, I want it to happen. But at the same time, like in short term, I want it to happen long term. Please don't let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as weird as it may sound, like, like we go see infinity war, the entire audience is respectful, respectful of the film. And it's like, Whew, it's like, oh, thank God, it was just a, it was a blip on the radar in the grand scheme of things. Yes, yes. And I, I think after, if, if, of course, you know, now assuming that this does happen, um, uh, there's certainly part of me that would want to, uh, I guess, the nicest way to put it is join in on the fun. <laughs> I would certainly take advantage of that. Um, and you better believe that, you know, if it, if it, is, if it is certainly, you know... Um, Terrible as terrible, you know. If, if my experience with it is as terrible as you know Zach's was, and how kind of you know infuriating infuriating it is to have to give up on a movie like that, especially on opening night. Um, I, certainly, I'm going to join in on the fun and have fun in my own way. I think that's a good way to say it, Zach. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is that you're, this is part of the the experiment that we have to bring up in doing our due diligence. Is that it's going to be? I I don't know. I think it's going to be a slightly different ambiance with the crowd. Mm-hmm. This was the culmination of 10 years of Marvel films. Yes. It was the, oh boy, like we're going to see all the characters. There's a different air. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? This is this kind of like, there, there was a question mark there. It's the idea like, okay, what's again, the first step into a larger adventure. Mm-hmm. This is the resolution to it all. We know what's going to happen to it. Like we know yes. that this is the conclusion to this, to at least this what double parter possibly yeah. the last 11 years mm-hmm. so there is that plus the audience again as i said i don't know if i said it last week though but if i heard the phrase on once last time i i heard it a million times it was when we graduate next month mm. we had a lot of 17 year olds 17 18 year olds in the audience with colleges considering this comes out the last weekend of april some colleges don't let out until may Yep. So there's a very real possibility that you're, we, we do have a slightly different audience with this. Okay, okay. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm glad you bring this up because I think the, the important, well, they're all important, but the one you started with, the ambiance behind this film. And I think that's what I was getting at when I said, you know, if, uh, if, if it is as, you know, frustrating that you have to give up on a movie, I, I certainly think it's in the realm of possibility where because of that ambiance of this movie, how, you know, we're starting off in a darker place than we have ever in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, that you know, it might be more restrained to some extent. I think that that could that could happen, um, but we'll ha- we'll really have to see. And that's part of I think where the experiment comes into play is you know, what is this just people being crazy loud and obnoxious and, and getting overexcited about these things, or does the movie play some role into that as well? Is it just the word Avengers, or does it you know matter that the Avengers have to be? doing good and have happy-go-lucky and upbeat and stuff like that. That's what we're trying to find out. We want to know how far does this permeate society. <laughs> well, that's, that's well, two things with that. First, it's, uh, as the quote-unquote researchers in this scenario, we're coming at this, I'm coming at it a different way. I went into Infinity War with the mindset of, oh, this is uh, 10 years of, of everything wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this movie. And then when you have 45 minutes of applause when Captain America shows up that deflates the balloon. My balloon, my, my, my balloon isn't just deflated. It's got little holes all in it. (laughs) Yeah. So you do have that where I'm walking in kind of clenching my teeth. Sure. Sure. Which I did not do the first time. 
Okay, yeah, and and you know, I think that's that's understandable. That is, you know, part of a, I guess, a good thing to bring up is part of the bias. That's part of the bias of the experiment that we don't have, you know, kind of a, a people who are unaware that this could even happen, like Zach had back for Infinity War. Yes, because again, like I said, the I had anybody in that audience. I hopefully had the least amount of response on the crowd because I sat there in kind of <laughs> stunned disbelief. But I do think you will. They're, they're, they're telltale signs. I've been I've seen enough movies opening night. I know how to read an audience early mm-hmm. on. Early on, I mean, and there are signs. Like again, there will be the thing that you by the time like the movie starts at seven. It will be by again, oh god, six thirty. You will six thirty, six forty-five. You will ha- you'll be hitting capacity. Okay. And you and in that, like I said last week, what will happen? Like everybody will start screaming over each other to yep. hear each other talk, and that's when it's like okay, you get the vibe. And plus, you will you'll like. And part of the thing too is not like us having a conversation. Like most people will be sitting there. Like like when Rob and I went to go see uh, X Men First Class, and the guy told me to shut the f up during the Mister Popper's Penguins uh, trailer. Um, Rob and I are talking, so we're not reading the crowd. Yeah, when I do these by myself. I am I am sitting there reading the crowd, mm-hmm. and that's like because if Rob and I are sitting there talking, being like, "Oh man, can't wait to clap for Captain America," <laughs> and Rob's like, "Oh man, I can't wait to clap for Iron Man," we won't be able to hear that. I want my chicken McNuggets in the audience. Exactly, and, and that's part of it too. Is that you have to be in concern. You have hundreds of these conversations going on at any given point. You have to be kind of uh, oh god, your attention has to be split a hundredfold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you have to watch. It's part of it too is watching the the the, the filthy casuals walk in because there'll no, be nobody's allowed to dress up anymore because you'll be they have big signs that say do not dress up. You're not allowed in if you dress up. So you no more seeing somebody dressed up as with a Captain America show. You're not going to get that gotcha. anymore. Again, ever since the guy in Colorado, you, you, no one's ever going to get that. That's not mm-hmm. Rob. That's not Rob. The guy in Colorado, that's not Rob. Ruined that for everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't live in Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but the second thing is, um, too, is that I do think there is going to be a, a, a the dour nature of this film walking into it. Yes. Or, or, or I think there is going to be a, a pulling the rubber band effect back. Because there is going to be a moment in this film where you are going to get that climax where they're going to beat Thanos. I don't think it's oh, a spoiler yeah. to say that they beat Thanos. I think that's a fait accompli from the moment mm-hmm. he, he showed up on the stage seven years ago. Um, but, but when you do have that battle sequence show up, like I imagine there's, there's a scene that, like, from the, the Captain Marvel post credit scene. Captain America still has the beard. Mm-hmm. And then clearly in the marketing, he loses the beard. Okay. So I would imagine, like, when we see, like, there's gonna be a scene where we're gonna show him shaving, him shaving, him shaving the beard off. Gonna be him reclaiming the mantle of Captain America. Okay. That that's gonna be an applause moment. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's certainly gonna be a lot of those places for upper or potential for for the reactions. Absolutely. Yeah. There's gonna be the moment when um he gets the shield back because you remember he doesn't have the shield in Infinity War. Yep. Mm-hmm. That will be on the poster. He has it. So okay. he's it's, that's gonna be an applause moment because there's gonna be a moment where uh in I think it's in Spider Man Homecoming. There's a there's a line of dialogue where it, Tony Stark has the shield. So there's going to be a scene in this where Tony Stark and Iron Man are going to reconcile their differences, and he's going to hand Captain America the shield, and that will be an applause moment. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And, and never mind sprinkle in the whole thing. Like There's going to be a scene where, obviously, Tony Stark gets back to Earth, and he's going to see Rocket Raccoon for the first time, and that's going to be a... a woo! It's yeah. going to be... You, you I can imagine the moment in my head right now. Like I don't oh, need yeah. to see the movie. I can play it out in my head right now, just as vividly as I'm about to in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right that's on. a sad thing. I know, I know the elements of this. That's a sad thing. Not, there's nothing original anymore or novel yeah. about any of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think when you do get that moment where they all, I, I don't know where this final showdown with Thanos is going to be. Mm-hmm. Is anybody's guess? Who knows? It could be. It could be. I don't know. Rob's patio that can fit what two chairs in, in, a, in a grill. What's the saying? <laughs> It could fit two camping chairs, but only one person. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that will be the that'll be the final battle of, of Endgame. Um, there, that's like that's gonna be a moment because because the one I I should have said this last week, but um, I forgot. Keep in mind that for the first Avengers film and the second one, they the first film they never said Avengers assemble. Okay. Second film, they say it. Apparently, Joss Whedon hated the line. That's why they cut it off because the very end of Age of Ultron is Avengers. Ah, uh, cut the black. 
gotcha. Um, they don't say obviously Infinity War because they're not all in the same room together. And mm. based, like we said last week, based on the rumors that they're all going to be in the same room fighting oh, Thanos at the same time, yeah. there's going to you're going to have Captain America and he's going to say Avengers, and then it'll cut to Iron Man, and then it'll cut to all of them. It's going to be like a, a what's it like a We Are Spartacus moment or I'm a Spartacus moment. It's going to be assemble as they all say it together in unison, and gotcha. that'll be another, and, and, and that will be your litmus test. If that doesn't get the response, nothing will. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're gonna get the response where Black Panther comes back, Spider Man comes back, and then that's gonna be your. <laughs> we're gonna applaud at that. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be. It's gonna. You, it, when Spider Man comes back, we'll applaud. He'll say, "Mr. Stark, where have I been?" And it's just gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be everything he says is gonna be applause because we're just so excited for this character that's been gone for less than a year is back. Um, yeah, and we know they're going to have another movie, <laughs> and we're gonna, they're going to have another movie in, in two months. So, like I said, there's moments like that, and there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be the moment like someone's going to die, not die. I don't think anyone's going to die. I think something's going to happen where somebody gets relocated. They either get put back into a different timeline where they'll be happy mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, that like we talked about uh, in last week with Captain America and the and the date. Uh, the dance date or whatever it was. Um, absolutely. I think uh, you're right. You know, we're not going to get deaths. We're going to get, you know, relocations is a good way to put it that make them happy, that make things satisfying. And those are all applause worthy moments yes. from the audience. Yep. Yes. You're, you're going to get that. Um, you're, there's going to be the moment where they beat Thanos. They're going to kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. And that will be the, the, that'll be another one where you'll get the cheer moment. Um, but again, it's built in. It's, it's literally built into the script. It's it, again. You think audience moments should be spontaneous? Yeah, and that's and that's what kind of again going not to bring back last week's conversation, but you should. Oh God, there's something so insincere about planning something that's supposed to be spontaneous. Exactly. exactly. And, or I guess I guess not insincere, more disingenuous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, you're gonna have that. You're gonna and, you, and it's gonna end. Like I said, there's gonna, there's gonna be. A, I don't want to say a status quo, but it's gonna be almost like a inheriting the mantle. Like yeah. like Robert Downey Jr. is gonna hand Brie Larson the keys to the Iron Man suit again, not literally, but mm-hmm. she, he's gonna hand her the keys and be like, okay. Because another thing too is that there's leaked photos that Gwyneth Paltrow is gonna be rescuing this, and that will be another cheer cheer moment. Oh yeah. That this character that we've known for eleven years gets to suit up, even though she did that in Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Again, we got to applaud because the movie the movie implicitly tells us so. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I, but I think what's going to happen. I think the first. Uh, I don't know though. If it's anything like last time, they're going to applaud for freaking everything. Like they're okay. going to applaud. Well, the sad thing is though, like I can guarantee you one moment when Brie Larson shows up, they're going oh. to applaud for that. Even though yeah. every every single person that's sitting in a first opening night showing for this movie will have seen the exact same sequence already, mm-hmm. they will applaud for that. Yeah, that's that's another one. It's just like again, how can you applaud for something that you know is going to happen? Imagine like watching a rerun. Of um of a baseball game and applauding at the mo- like when when the player hits a home run, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's so weird. Like again, that's that's the cinematic part of all this, where it's just like it, it doesn't make sense. It it, it defies a uh, basic human emotions. Exactly. A, whatever. Um. But yeah, like I said, that that's part of it too. Is trying to uh, discern the crowd and uh, gauge the audience before. Mm-hmm. Um, before the movie begins, because you want to get a read on things, because again, we do want those. I want my chicken effing McNuggets. We're going <laughs> to graduate next month. You do want to get those moments because it definitely gives you a a preview into what's to come for the three hours that this movie sure. is supposed to be. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, that's the. Uh, is there anything else to add to the breakdown other than the snack that we have to go back to? Because that really is. We want to know. Uh, and of course, we're going to report our findings for our fans. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess it should be pointed out for anybody listening to this that um, when you eventually, like, we're, we hopefully will have this ready by Monday, the Monday following the film coming out, so we'll yes. hit the ground running. But keep in mind that depending on the audience reaction we get, or maybe lack thereof, the discussion will will fluctuate. Like if yes. we get a, an insane audience experience, that will definitely be more of the conversation. Then can you believe that moment when Rocket Raccoon fired a gun? Again, that will affect us But at the same time, if we get a very Subdued audience, it will be Much more of a dissecting the film And just how it plays Into the normal cinema Formula of 
Yeah, yeah. And and talking about uh, Terrence Howard's cameo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, and Doctor Doom when he shows up. <laughs> yes, Doctor Doom shows up. <laughs> Played by Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Looking at my list. Yeah, it's kind of what it's what I expect. It's it's kind of we've kind of been I've been thinking about this for how many months now. Ho- mm-hmm. ho- hopefully, having it down to a science. Like we're like everybody else right now, just waiting for the, the tickets to go go on sale. Yeah, like thank God there's no res- reserve seating. Otherwise, uh, that would take half the fun out of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, right on, right on. So, are we going to to snacks? And I guess just to reiterate. These are snacks that we are actually going to attempt to bring yes. to Endgame with us. <laughs> yeah, based off the, the, the Predator story with the guy who brought the legit full large pizza. And I guess I should bring it up. Uh, I guess part of the movie theater going experience was this was was while I was waiting in line for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, I was sitting I was sitting near the usher or the ticket taker, I mean. And I said, hey, I have a question for you. I just want to pick your brain about something. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, and he says, sure. And um, I said, considering that you're the vanguard of what people can and cannot bring into the, the, the theaters, I said, this is clearly before you started working here. About seven years ago, I went to go see Predators, and a guy brought in a legit large pizza. And the first response I got was, we don't sell large pizzas here. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. I said, I said, this guy legit brought in. I'm not talking about a personal pizza. I mean, like he went to the local pizzeria down the street and brought a pizza into him with him mm-hmm. into the theater. I said, hey, would you allow? I said, if I had pizza right now, like a legit, a legit large pizza, would you let me bring it in? And obviously, you get you get the smart ass response. Well, if you gave me a slice first, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, ha 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 ha. And I'm like, no, I'm being serious. Like this happened. I'm genuinely curious. I'm like, would you let me in with this? And he goes, well, uh, we're not supposed to. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't answer my question. And I tried getting more. And after that point, if you ask any more questions about it, they'll start thinking you're some sort of weird, like pizza fetish person. <laughs> and um, so I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not gonna. I clearly I'm not gonna get an answer out of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at one point, like the usher changed because I think his shift ended. And I tried asking the second usher. He was even more. He didn't even want to play along. It's like it was, okay. it was the same thing again. I go like, well, we don't sell pizzas here. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, are we gonna do this again? And it's like clearly this person doesn't want to talk to me. Like, there used to be a thing amongst. People People that have two people are like standing next to each other and they don't have anything to do. You st- you strike up a conversation mm-hmm. that doesn't happen anymore. It's called sit in silence and just yeah. and just feel the awkwardness permeate throughout the air. Then the second part of the thing is too, and this is regards getting the snack into the theater. I guess the preface before we get into the actual items was once I was waiting in line for a movie. It might have been Han Solo. I don't know for certain. Okay, and uh, a guy shows up. He has like a bucket of popcorn, like like a nice size one. Has soda. And um, he hands the usher like five tickets And the usher looks at him He's tearing them off and he's like how are you going to do this Oh no I'll figure it out Let's the guy in Okay the, the crowd thins out again I asked the usher and I said what was up with the, with the guy You said how are you going to do this And he goes oh the guy had five different like uh, tickets To like five different showings in the course of like an hour Okay And I, lo- and I looked at him and I go Doesn't that seem odd to you No people do that <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said why would somebody buy five tickets Five different tickets to five different movies in different theaters if they if for a fact that they can't they can see they can only be at one place at one time i said does that seem odd to you no I'm like, okay and i'm like well if everybody ever wanted to bring in a a a, a device that could hurt people there's your opportunity that's not weird yeah because the yeah. guy could very not to get too specific but you could bring in some sort of item that could not a firearm but if you're going into five different theaters and that's condoned you could put a device in there that could go that could do something that sounds like a safety concern but clearly not an issue um but the kid bringing in the toy lightsaber that okay god damn it i knew i was gonna get into that um <laughs> the, ma- the manager of the movie theater who every single time i walk into this theater i utter a curse upon him Part of the last Jedi story was while I was waiting online at the coffee, the coffee tables, um, there was a, a, an older brother and a younger brother. Older brother couldn't have been any more than 21. Younger brother looked like if he, if he was 10 years old, he was old. Mm-hmm. Older brother was dressed as Han Solo. And I don't mean like dressed as in Han Solo as in a t-shirt. I mean, he had the white blouse, the black vest, the, the, yeah. the blood striped pants, the holster, everything. Little brother is dressed as Kylo Ren. And, and, and you could tell his costume, the little brothers was more kind of like a party city off the rack costume. Yeah. Essentially like a, almost like, like almost like a, 
oh god, what would you call it? Like a like a plasticky costume. Like like again, nothing high tech or thing. Mm-hmm. But the kid had the Kylo Ren lightsaber, the the cross blade. It, it was one of those ones that collapses in and of itself. It wasn't one of those ones that had the blade sticking out. Okay. And he had it around his belt. Wasn't swinging it. Honestly, if you didn't know anybody, he was sworn it was the kid's overly overly sized EpiPen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the brothers there, they're, they're just sitting there minding their own business for the most part. And the manager comes over, who, like I said, I despise with a royal passion after, after what he did with, to me with the movie voucher story. And um, he tells the older brother, "You can't have that in here." And, and the brother looked. The older brother, like, kind of like he was. I think he was like taking something. Like he was kneeling down, like tying the kid's shoe. He mm-hmm. kneels back up. He like he stands back up. He goes, "What do you mean? What, what, what can't we have in here? Can't have that. It's a, it got, it's a weapon." And he looks, and like obviously he realizes now that he's pointing to the little kid's Kylo Ren lightsaber. And keep in mind, the kid's not running around. He doesn't even – he's not swinging it, hitting people. It's literally just sitting on his belt, not doing mm-hmm. anything. And considering that Star Wars night, and this kid's six years old, and the older one's 21, and these two kids – like or got or people like definition of clean cut like did not yeah. look weird like, minding their own business like you had to go looking for them to start problems and, and to this day it delights me the older brother looked at the manager again after he realized what this guy was trying to tell him and went yeah yeah all right and just ignored the manager <laughs> and keep in mind this is the same theater manager a guy that wants to go into five different showings within the span of an hour that's fine there's nothing yeah. wrong with that but kid dressed as kylo ren on Star Wars opening night, that's a terrorist. That kid's going to hurt someone. And that's the stupidity of this theater. This is the same theater that tells me I can show up anytime I want, changes the time depending on which way the wind blows. And that's why I want Rob keeping in mind during all this, whether it be the snack or the theater-going experience or just waiting online. Uh, there is an unpredictability element of all yes. this. Mm-hmm. That's, it's anyone's guess. Sure. Like in all honesty, a guy can walk in with a thir- with a cooler and have beers on ice and have uh, uh, Lord knows what else, what kind of a lobster and shrimp on 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 the thing. That'll be fine though. We walk in with a bag of Skittles hidden on our coat pocket, <laughs> and the world we might get kicked. Rob keeps joking. How are we gonna get kicked out of the theater? Because there's a very real possibility that Rob has a, has a Coca Cola bottle. Yeah. In his, in, in his pocket and that gets us thrown out Like there's a very real possibility of this They're stupid there, they are They're, It's poorly run mm-hmm. and, and, and for the most part I knew the, the, usher. the usher The usher and I were on a first name basis Or I'm sorry, ticket taker Sure. And, but when I saw Captain Marvel I, had a, I, I bought something just so I could have a bag To bring in yeah. and, it wasn't, and it wasn't like a, a drawstring bag Or anything like that, it was like a small bag And he wanted to look inside of it Okay. So that was one thing that I was afraid of. The only thing though is if we get the only problem I walked into Captain Marvel at the same time as kind of everybody else was. I wasn't like queuing up for it. Mm-hmm. So, but I know in the past whether it be Han Solo, Star Wars, Infinity War, if I get if we get there early enough, they don't seem to check the back. Okay, but okay. I can't guarantee that though. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So keep that in mind when it comes to snacks, that there's a very real possibility whatever snack we have has to be concealed on our person. Gotcha. Okay. Like before we had the idea like, okay, when we smuggle in our like our angel food cake, whipped cream and strawberries, it's like no <laughs> one's going to notice us walking in with a bag filled with all these irregularly shaped items. Whole now, pineapples. <laughs> whole pineapples. Uh, but yes, there there is a um I guess a part. I guess the first question to snacks is because we haven't seen the film yet. We don't yes. know if any. If we have to kind of predict based on trailers, or based on what we kind of want to see, mm-hmm. what kind of snack to eat during this, and whether first and foremost, are we going to try? Is this going to be a snack that we? Because the point out the geography of the area, we have a target here. We have a a target oh, that has yep. food items. So. Well, are we going to try to bring this snack from home, or are we going to try? Is it going to be something that we can buy off the shelf at the store? Mm. And and I'm not just talking about a bag of M and M's either. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Um, I feel like the uh, it. mm, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I think it's all like you said. It's about the concealment, and you know, like it's so. It's about the uh, a lot about the packaging. Um, and I think you know that there's certainly things we'd be able to find. Uh. In, a, in say a Target or a store like that, which we could, um, you know, use that or take to our advantage the packaging that they're offering to us. Home, it might be more difficult unless we go like you know something really shady, like we we bake something and you know wrap it in Saran wrap and then Saran wrap it to our bodies or something like that. You know. Well, I don't think 
ever told Rob what I did with The Force Awakens when I was waiting online for seven hours. I, this is my first time ever doing this, so it was kind of uncharted territory. Mm. Now, now it's like, okay, I think I know I can get away with it for the most part. Um, I actually brought, like, uh, oh, God, it's like a, I don't know what you would call it, like a survivalist, like, water bottle. One okay. of those ones that can, like, fold up. Yeah, yeah. I brought one of those, like, hit it, and, like, in my jacket pocket and mm-hmm. i brought like a sliced apple because i wanted like energy food i didn't want like like peanut m&ms will make you tired if you like sure. eat that like one o'clock you'll be like ready to pass out by five just from the the sugar crash so i actually brought like a cut up apple and i, I hit it like in my jeans like near my groin okay and nobody noticed and then the weird thing was that, like after like and the weird thing too is the guy who I saw for Rogue One in Last Jedi, he brings Chinese food into the theater in a styrofoam container with his sister, and he never gets stopped. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. And I, I don't know how he does it. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm smuggling an apple, a sliced-up apple in my pants, and he's bringing in like, – he's not even hiding it. Like, during in line, he's eating the Chinese food. And it's Chinese food. Just it's, clearly, he got it at the food court. Well, we got the food, <laughs> remember, we got the food court, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you know they closed the Wendy's? Oh, is it back to a McDonald's? No, there's no, there's no like, there's no like other than Nathan's. There's no brand names in the food court anymore. Oh wow, okay, man, that's crazy. Yeah, that that was weird. I'm like, there's a coffee shop though. There's a there's a new coffee shop though. Okay, okay. And the Ruby Tuesdays. We could bring a sal- We could bring the salad bar in. <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I don't know. There's there's a lot of options, you know. Yeah, it kind of just depends and, on like like how like I guess our first, like, we have to kind of play like almost like a oh lord like what's it like guess like guess who we have to kind of like break it down like just like first and foremost is it could be a home item or is it could be a store bought item or like a something within the the parameters of the mall. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I think it's tough. Like you said, Zach. You know, since we haven't seen the movie, this is more like. We're more thinking of snacks that we want to eat during the movie, right? <laughs> well, we do have some basis. Like, we do know Infinity War. Like, clearly you had the bread. I mm. have the cyanide pill. Clearly one of those is slightly more feasible than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ruby Tuesdays does offer food to go. Ah, okay, okay. But that, but that will require a carton. Like, like, think about it. Very easily, we could sit there, have a carton, like, like a styrofoam carton, and, like, we could bring a jacket and you hide under a jacket. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's not hard to do. Like, like one of us because I'm going to have the tickets on my phone. So as long as one of us hands the phone and the food doesn't like reek of like um like three day old tuna, yeah, it's like this shouldn't be that hard to do. Okay, yeah, I guess that it makes it might make more sense for um you know a mall item. Then I think the home item we might get a little too crazy with our imaginations. Where I, I don't know, I, I like kind of the like I said the before the packaging. Like I think there's enough options in the mall for us that we could find packaging that would suit our needs. Because part of the thing too is you have to keep in mind. And I know you kind of already agree with me, but I'm just going to reinforce the point a little bit further. Is that if we do bring something from home, we have we have a double whammy. We have to first get it into the first movie undetected. Yeah. And then and then then once again we have to carry it around the entire mall. Which again, that's part of it. You got to make sure you're very light on days like this because you don't want yep. too many personal items mm-hmm. floating around. Then we have to worry about getting it in a second time because remember you're told you can. It's not like you just go when you wait online. You once you're in, you're in. There's first First, oh, you can't wait online. So you have to hold it like in the lobby and be inconspicuous about it. Then you gotta. It's it's constantly just you have to watch and make sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yep. it too. But yeah, but I think we're both on the same page when it comes to uh, it has to be something because part of it is too that if we do get a food item, because let's say for example, let's say it is ideal. Let's say Hellboy plays starts at twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. It, it's two hours long. It lets out by two thirty. Perfect. Then part of the – I guess I, I should have said this is that you don't just automatically go to waiting online because you want to stretch your legs as much as possible. Yeah. That you're probably you're probably going to get some sort of uh, blood clot in your leg from sitting down so long that day. So you <laughs> want to be walking around as much as possible. So part of the rules is too you have to walk around the mall and every like five to ten minutes end up back by the movie theater to monitor whether they're letting people wait online. Because mm-hmm. just because you asked and they told you six o'clock doesn't mean the very next person will ask and get the same answer. They'll exactly. get told they can wait online. Yeah, it's random. Yeah. It's, there's no standardization to any of the rules. So yeah. that's the thing too yeah. is that we so we have to find a snack that like if we see people waiting online, it has to either be something we can get a hold of immediately, mm-hmm. or it has to be something that once we get out of the first movie, we immediately just head straight for that, get it, and carry yeah. it on our persons for the re- on our persons for the rest of the day. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that we should, you know, have it planned out to some extent uh, of, you know, where we're going, what where it is in the store. And that's why I think, you know, the, the target option makes some sense, because they have a lot of uh, potential for, you know, items that we could get as snacks. And, you know, it's something that we could easily find from prior planning. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I have to admit, there, it would be something interesting about the food court. I feel like I don't know. Oh, yeah, certainly. I guess I should pull up all the food court restaurants on my phone. and Did, see you, say which... Nathan, did you say Nathan's is still there? Nathan's is still there. How many hot dogs do you think I could get up my sleeves? <laughs> Depends on what kind of carrying case they give you. I just want, like, I just want the hot dog in just a single, like, paper boat. You know, like the thin paper boat. Oh, so okay. It's, so it's like a ballpark type of thing. Because I could, I bet I could fit a good bit of those up my both my arm sleeves. Depends on whether you get footlongs or not. <laughs> that would be. I, now I'm just imagining, you know, being in a theater and. You know, maybe someone's sitting a few rows behind us and they see me just pull out a full hot dog from my cuff and, just, <laughs> and, and start eating it. <laughs> that definitely gets someone's attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, these, these are the restaurants in the mall. Okay. We have Bourbon Street Grill, whatever that is. China Max, Chinese food. Yep. Little Tokyo, three guesses what that is. <laughs> Nathan's, New York Deli, Ruby Tuesdays. Taco Bell and Silicon Delight. Or I'm sorry, wow. Sicilian Delight. It's late, folks. Please forgive me. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. The hot, do- the hot dogs are appealing to me for being able to slide the places pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, like I said, and they got some interesting things on that menu. Like what they, like the fried macaroni and cheese bites? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Wrap one of those in a napkin. Put it, your, put it near your groin, you're good to go. <laughs> if anybody pats you down, you say you have three testicles. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they pat you down too hard and it, you know they break the cheese bite, you can sue them because they broke your testicle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie ticket taker patted me down and ruptured a testicle. Now that's a story. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Those are your list of your restaurants. I guess okay. I think cross Chinese food off the menu. Yeah, right? that seems yeah that seems too messy, and and too yeah. too bulky. You know, like there's nothing we can really get from. Oh well, e- egg rolls or spring rolls maybe that could slide up. A, I, I'm kind of getting fixated on sliding <laughs> things up my sleeve now. <laughs> or oh, right. leg, you know. Well, I okay. I know Rob's allergic to everything, so I have no idea if this would work or not. <laughs> but they have an original Philly cheesesteak hot dog. Ooh, that sounds good. That sound, but that, that sounds interesting. But I don't know something like that. They would serve to you in a boat, and I don't know how that would that that probably slosh around. Yeah, that, I guess that should be said. The catch, the uh, the hot dogs would certainly have to be with like plain, with no condiments. Yes, and so we could get like you know ketchup packets or something. <laughs> It'd be super easy to get into the theater. That's an interesting one. Oh, like okay, uh, they have a original fish and chips platter. <laughs> now, now, now what it has is it has um. Obviously, fried fish, hush puppies, and coleslaw. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the idea of bringing coleslaw into a theater. I like that. Fill our shoes with coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> tape the tupperware around our chest, like you said. Like, like, do, like, do, like the duct tape. <laughs> oh, that's good. I feel, I feel like we should. Be, oh, they have a clams and chips sandwich. Oh wow! I don't know what that is, but you know what? I'm intrigued. Oh, we need something that's not going to be, you know, too messy, too greasy. Yeah. Too, too, too liquidy, anything like that. So that's, and the fish and chips makes me think of greasiness, you know? It's oh, like, definitely. I'm going to have greasy sleeves the whole movie. Yum. <laughs> Just like the movie, it'll be greasy and it gets all over the place. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, that, I think that, that is the same thing to be said for French fries. You're going to get that grease involved. Yeah, that's, that's the problem issue. with food court mm-hmm. items. Yeah. Well, there yeah. is a candy shop. Like, I, I there's like, there's like a chocolate, I don't know if Rob's allergic to this stuff. There's like the chocolate, like a chocolate shop, and there's a candy shop. Okay. Two different places. That would probably be an easy way for us to bring in multiple things if it was candy, if it was small, and not, you know, like one one big package of M&Ms or something like that. I think we should, buy, like, we should buy like a giant, like 25 pound M&M, like a big M&M, like a comically large M&M for like $75, and we try to smuggle that in. <laughs> so it's like, it's like they, 
by the uh, by the one giant Hershey's Kisses trying yes. to get that in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it has to be okay. Like if we're it has to think about this. Is like we can't just buy like, like like a bag of potato chips. If we're going to do this, it has to be something where like people are like oh we snuck a snack in. It's mm-hmm. like oh like what like a bag of like M and M's. No, we brought in a. Um, like, am I wrong? The the, the fixed and chips platter that I, I'm liking that. Like, I'd have to do some. I'd have to do some reconnaissance on that and be like, like talk to them. Like, we could also like get Tupperware at Target, put sure. the fish and chips in it, and smuggle it in that way. So like, it's sealed, so it wouldn't get off the smell until we're in there. But at the same time, though, as long as you have enough napkins, which the movie theater does supply, mm-hmm. we would be fine. Like yeah, we yeah. we could do the Tupperware where at the end it's like okay we don't need the Tupperware anymore so you either throw it out you don't need it yeah I, I agree with you there you know but I think the important part would be getting the information of you know like what how they serve the fish and chips platter what comes with it you know what's involved and everything but then yeah you're right it would just be a matter of of you know packaging it ourselves in a way yeah. that um, and so and yeah that would I think that you know would solve the the grease problem and and you know then you know maybe you could pop it up your sleeve with some of the hot dogs too. <laughs> 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 that's what i mean because as i've learned from the past if you have a coat and considering that the winters here are five months long mm-hmm. we should be it still should be coat weather like not yes. coat like heavy coats but like like a light jacket like a windbreaker so like we could sit there like as long as we have two coats you sit there you hand the guy my phone with the tickets on it and he won't notice because it's only bags they seem to be they, they never say like empty out your coat they don't do stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so it, i think Hiding something in Tupperware might be the key to all this. Okay, okay. I feel like there's an answer there. Yeah, if it, I mean, if it's small enough, it can it can be put places, absolutely. Because technically, the only condition for bringing a snack in, it doesn't matter the state of the food item bringing it in, as long as you get something <laughs> bizarre into the theater. That's all that matters. It's like, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter how you, it's like, it doesn't matter how you come in first, as long as you come in first. Is it by a second, a minute, an hour, as long as we get <laughs> the item in there? Sure, sure. So yeah, I mean, with with what we said before about um, you know, uh, picking something that yes, while we have some idea of the movie, I I would much prefer if we sneak something in that I will actually enjoy to eat, <laughs> and I will like I will I will be happy to eat. And the Nathan's hits that on the head absolutely. We could get like you know what ketchup packets and mayo packets and make it look like candy cane stripes, like their suits, right? <laughs> Well, that could be one, too. We could bring in candy canes. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the candy shop. And that would be easy, too. Absolutely. Yes, and it would be uh, appropriate. Yes, but those I would not... I don't really like candy canes, so I'd, oh, okay. I'd probably leave them behind. <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays does to-go. Yep. And I'm looking at the items. And your hot dogs. <laughs> well, we can only hope. Okay, they have... <laughs> Oh god, oh, Rob, what's your? Oh god, I know Rob likes this, but okay, Ro- okay. Oh, this is perfect. Oh my god, okay, what this is, is so it? Perfect. Tater tachos, crispy tater tots topped with melted cheddar, queso, <laughs> bacon, tomato, scallions, and sour cream. Oh my god, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and that comes in Tupperware because it's to go. Ooh. Oh man, that would be good. That would be messy, but it would be good. <laughs> I think part of it is that we don't have to eat the food as long as we get it in there. Like That's kind of the thing. It's like it's just crossing the threshold with it. It's kind of just yes. saying that's part of the experience of this. It's just being like, okay. Because they also have a crispy pickle fries. Crispy Ooh. fried pickles served with sriracha ranch. Fried pickles are good. That sounds interesting. Yeah, fried that, pickles that, with that sriracha ranch. Be, and that shouldn't be something that's like too too big like it wouldn't be one giant pickle fried up it would probably be like the smaller spears i would hope yeah and so that would be manageable okay all right they have steaks <laughs> so there you go That's something like the the pickle the pick, uh, fried pickles are something that you could even probably we could put like in a plastic bag and then yeah. like you know put it in like a breast pocket or something and it would just you know kind of like stay flush under the coat to our body yeah yeah, I, yeah mm, I can see that. okay um, Just like hot dogs, we can do that with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We buy hot dogs. We have. I run the food court, putting them into gallons of block bags. <laughs> oh, man. Someone's gonna think we're again. There's gonna be the man, folks. The movie might be the least interesting thing about this entire day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great.
ribs. Bring some ribs in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Make Kate? a mess of yourself at, while you're watching the movie. You know, like, oh my god, no. I might be sold on the ribs because I, I hope that my hands are so like just covered in barbecue sauce that when I have to drop the rib and clap <laughs> Captain America that I spray people around me with, with barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be good. Cajun chicken and shrimp pasta. But I don't know, pasta. <laughs> I like the idea of bringing something so. Like, remember, part of it is too, like, much like the guy with the pizza in Predators, we want people to notice at the same oh, time. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, that's part of it too. Is like, you don't want to be, in, like, it's weird. We have to be inconspicuous getting into the theater. And then once we're in the theater itself, it's like, okay, all bets are off. Yeah. Like we want people to be like, what the F are those two eating? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like that, that's, that's what I want. It's like, I, I want that. Like I want, I want the same response from other people that we had during, like, you know, the thing we could do, yeah. too? We could, like, think about it. Like they're going to let us into the, like the movie starts at seven. They're going to let us in. By like no later than six o'clock, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we both get in nothing, and then one of us goes back out, or we, or separately we go both out. I mean, like we we take turns out so we don't lose our seats. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we do. So like, and once we get in, like like that's the hard part. They're not if we have like like, like a a stub, they might not check that if it's like already torn. Because think about it, like by mm. like six thirty, people are going to be coming in and out of that place. Because think about it, most people go in, get their seats, like leave a coat or something, or one person, then they go out to the concession stand. Yeah. So like when they see you like holding, and remember we can also have subterfuge. Like we could buy a bucket of popcorn, put like empty half of it out, put it under the giant popcorn bucket, so it's, oh, it hides in plain sight. I like that. I like that. Definitely. That's what it, that's what it is too. Okay. Like, you okay. hide in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am a little – I know we want people to notice it, of course. Um, but, I, you know, I think it would be a little strange. Like let's say if we got like um, – just stick on the hot dogs, for example. <laughs> I, even, even though they were kept somewhat warm in my sleeves for how many hours we were standing online, I don't think I'd want to eat those at, once we actually got into the theater. That's what I mean. That's part of it too. That's what I'm saying with the subterfuge with the popcorn. Yeah, so the uh, things that wouldn't, you know – be as time sensitive are like the fried pickles you know they might get a little colder but you know they're not gonna go bad it's not gonna be like you know it's gonna be you know cold meat or anything like that so <laughs> <laughs> i'm also just thinking now it's like you know, people sitting around us or people sitting around us are like watching um watching us like put our whole hand in a popcorn bucket <laughs> to pull out something else like in a tupperware a ziploc bag. but wouldn't that no, no, keep in mind if you if we're gonna do this, we want to be we want to fit in. And to be fair, no one's gonna be watching us. This is not gonna be like you and I watching the man eat his whole pizza and predators. <laughs> People are like again, like unless we like like take some like curry chicken out, it like stinks the theater. No one's going to notice. Yes, yes. Uh, that's the people t- in our like immediate vicinity. Well, that's why I mean though. So like I think okay, this is my hypothetical scenario here. Let's pretend that we go with the pickle spears and the sriracha chick or the sriracha mm-hmm. ranch. We order it to go. What we do is like we get in, we get let into the theater at six o'clock. Yeah. As soon as we get let in, one of us has a phone. We order those things to go. Oh, let's assume it, okay. let's because it's all done. Everything's done with apps nowadays. Mm-hmm. We order it to go. It's ready to pick up by let's just say six thirty. Okay. At that point, or prior to then, like it says six thirty. So one of us goes to the concession stand like quarter after or or i don't even know mm-hmm. uh we, we get we, somebody goes to ruby tuesdays gets the item then you go to the concession stand get some popcorn and you sit there you put it under the popcorn <laughs> either in a ziploc bag or or, or the tupperware whatever is yeah. easier at the time and that's what you do and you and you go in you have your tickets up everybody's coming in and out like at that point they have like there's gonna be a 7 7 15 7 30 7 45 8 o'clock mm-hmm. they are going to be so inundated with people they're not gonna, unless you have a giant bag they're not gonna be checking you okay i think the thing is we don't get the snack until we're actually in the theater and we both take we either take turns or one does it for both people and we go we go outside or we we we, we have our stub or whatever, or proof of purchase, whatever it is for digital tickets yeah, nowadays, yeah. and that's what it has to be. Unless oh, okay. we're unless we're bringing a non-perishable item, like yes, like we're bringing again a bag of potato chips, yeah, then we can yeah. we can smuggle that in with a coat. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Under a coat, I mean. So yeah. that that's what it is. Because like in all honesty, we could do another thing too. Like we buy like a loaf of Wonder Bread and bring bologna and cheese sandwiches into the theater <laughs> for all like for all intents and purposes. Like like there is like, I still like the idea of the pineapple. It's like mm-hmm. you bring a pineapple and, or some piece of like bizarre fruit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know yeah. though. Like that's the thing about like, another thing too is like, like think about it. the guy brings the pizza in like you know like, like think about it. it's the brilliance is the simply oh lord the ham fisted simplicity of it yes yes like you see a guy bringing a sixteen inch large pizza it's like how do you miss that we bring in like six <laughs> pickle spears with a little like side dipping thing of sriracha ranch it's like oh whoop do you do you hid that under your coat. Mm-hmm. Like it has to, it has to be that line. Like that's where I was talking about getting like, like you were saying the giant Hershey's kiss. Yeah. It has to be something that's like, that'd be great. Like for like $18, you and I do that. We bring it in and like, you have the two of us sitting there with a giant Hershey's kiss. Cause, <laughs> Cause that's easily recognizable. Sure. Sure. And that's, that's the thing. Cause the other thing you can do too, is that you always just sh- like, like, I remember even with uh, like, I've had items and they've checked it in the bag before. As long as you show them something recognizable, they don't search the bag. They don't dig through it. Yeah. Okay. So you could do that also, but I think I think uh, some of the key things here are I think that candy shop we have to investi- investigate the candy shop. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like there's some perfect things in there that would be uh, eye opening. Yeah, I like that idea definitely. And it's appropriate. Nice again. It's again the pizza. Like, that's the weird thing. The pizza kind of checks all the boxes. It smells weird, or like it's a weird smell in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's cumbersome, yet it's a snack. Yet it's oddly enough a snack for a movie. It checks the boxes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, okay. I think the candy shop is a good place we should have to check out. Absolutely, and uh, the idea of you know, the ordering something and going to get it, or you know, going to get it once the we're in the theater, that's also a good a good good idea. At least for for non for like perishable items. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something. Yeah, because again, but I guess we, one thing we should do because a lot of this is going to be flying by the seat of our pants. We have to kind yes. of ga- gauge the mood of what's going on because there's a very real possibility too that like we get into the theater at like like five o'clock mm-hmm. and the crowd is just like we, we hear the chicken effing McNugget story and then ten times more where it's like oh crap, is it worth getting the snack or is exactly. it worth hearing the insanity that's in the audience? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely that. You know, there's uncertainties to the snack as well, and and I think that's why it'll be good to investigate the uh, the candy shop and the and the non-perishable stuff, because you know then we can ha- at least have that freedom. Yeah, and I think we before we kind of wrap this up because again we can't decide now that we're going to order some pickle spears. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we, what should we have a backup? Like let's say all hell, like it all goes to hell. Should we have something like, like a conventional item, like um, like a bag of M and M's or a bag of potato chips? Like, what is something that's conventional that it can still be weird, but something that can very easily be put under a coat that's non-perishable? Mm, well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is sour skittles because I do that every time I go to the theater. <laughs> I bring in my own sour skittles. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, a, ca- a can of spaghettios. Ooh, I you, bring like a can, that. you bring a can opener and you opening the can. <laughs> you have a spoon. <laughs> people are like, who's that? And you're literally just eating spaghettios out of a can. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Or like beans I, or something. Yeah. Any canned food. Yeah. And that would work. Like that's that's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Okay. You can get a pocket. You can get basically have like, like a pocket can opener. That's that's those aren't hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> Like I said, the, the, trust me, that's gonna be that's gonna be a hard one. Like, oddly enough, you and I are gonna have to pull ourselves away from the food item that day. It's gonna be like, oh god, what do we do? It's like too many decisions. Like, how are we gonna pull this off? <laughs> it's gonna be a grand, grand experience experiment, I should say. <laughs> it's like I feel like this is gonna be like the plot of Mission Impossible Seven. Tom Cruise has to sneak some bizarre food item into a movie theater, not get caught. <laughs> all right, like in all honesty, like the easiest way to do this would be. And I think this is, I think how we determined how the guy got the pizza into predators so he probably had a, he probably ordered the pizza had it delivered to the back of the movie theater he mm. stood by like the exit doors held it open for the pizza guy and the guy just gave it to him mm-hmm. like, that's, what, that's what we figured right yeah yeah like, the guy just had it like handed to him through a back door yeah that's not a it, i don't know that seems like a a good option for I getting crazy things in there that's what I mean. Like, I don't, and I think like, if, if I had a really good relationship with the usher, he wouldn't care. I'm like, hey, dude, can I like bring a, like, I'm going to buy a bucket of popcorn. Can I have like, can I bring a pizza in here? Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yeah, don't make a mess. 
As long as you, as long as you like throw it, as long as like you, I, we never asked the question too. What that guy, like, did that guy, like, didn't, he didn't finish the pizza and he brought the box. Like he walked out with the box, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, he didn't throw it away. Like, like it wasn't like, he was like, he got leftovers. He didn't yeah. throw that away. Yeah. That's dinner that night. Yep. I, I think we have it as much as we can. We have it kind of, we have the Avengers Endgame experiment defined. Yeah. I like as best that we, as we can. I like that we refined at least our plan of attack for the snack. That's important. But like, that is, like, like we've been saying, like a lot of the stuff that we've discussed, you know, we have uh, certainly, um, you know, hopes and expectations for it, but it's really going to be how that day plays out. You know, we might not know until it happens. We aren't yeah. going to know until it happens. Yeah, that's that's, so that's tune in at the end of the month to see how it went. <laughs> yeah, t- tune in two weeks from now to see whether uh, what's did we get the pickle spears with the ranch sriracha, <laughs> or did Rob end up with a can of Skittles or a, a bottle? Oh my god, a package of Skittles and me and a, a can of Spaghettios. <laughs> yes, I think I think something crazy is going to happen. Like you know, they're our fans are going to tune into that episode like as soon as it comes out because that's what they all do and you know they're going to listen to it and it's going to be Zach in a very somber voice going well Cinemodities is cancelled Rob's plane from Colorado crashed Rob didn't make it we didn't even see the movie together and it's like it, it's a two minute less than two minute episode and everybody's like oh god <laughs> then, then, we, then we cut to the, the clip from Freaks I'm glad that wasn't my plane glad that wasn't my plane there we, there we go I love it <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my Lord, fuck! So, um, yeah, two weeks from today, we will have our answers. The Avengers Endgame experiment that's been uh eleven months in in the process. Kind of first is a a joke. Kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if we did this? Is we're slowly inching toward a reality. Yep, yep, it's coming coming to fruition. So next week, enjoy the palate cleanser. Um, where I think I don't I recite Macbeth. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So enjoy do. that. Enjoy that, everybody. It'll, it'll be different from the Marvel movies in a, in a good way, though. <laughs> yes. Next week is the furthest thing away from uh, the MCU. Perfect. All right. Well, then, how are we going to end this? I don't know. Maybe we can find like a. Oh God. What What was it? We could talk about like uh, the Mission Impossible theme backwards. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think considering <laughs> this is slowly morphing into that sort of escapade. Yeah, okay, I like it. <laughs> We're reverse heisting something. 